Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome. We are live. You're listening to Let's Run Out tonight. You have got a intimate show with uh, me and Curry Kitten. Join us. Get a glass of wine. Hello. Um, yeah, right. So it's the audience's job of like uh, making sure that we don't go on a complete winch fest. So we're gonna we're gonna talk. I've got the chat here. And um, as soon as we start whinging, like, I don't know, middle-aged guys, let us know. <laughs> you guys have Some of us are even more middle-aged than others. I know. We, yeah, we, we did talk about whinging, but if we do that, stop us. And feel free to uh, make the direction of the show, because we only had a couple of topics we thought about covering. And as my little thing down the bottom says, I still haven't flown anything. I did drive an RC boat, which was very underwhelming. Review comes out tomorrow where I say this is boring. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we'll be getting on flying. I did fit a brand new receiver to my old Mini Talon. I'm trying to get this 14-channel ERS uh, receiver from Beta FPV to work with an old flight controller. I've got the Vector um, Autopilot. And I've managed to make the receiver talk SBUS and PWM at the same time. So it talks SBUS to the flight controller, and then I've got individual channel to talk to my pan servo. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get RSSI working because it's like it expects like something in the PPM stream or it expects a voltage between 0 and 3.3 volts to indicate the RSSI level. That's how old it is. So that would be interesting. Do you remember those days? You you would remember those days because we never we never did that on quads, did we? That was an old, amazing um, AP thing for planes back in the day. Having having this voltage that would come out and indicate your your RSSI. No, no. The the earliest I, I had that SWR malarkey with the Tyrannus and everything. And the my first transmitter was the Turner GX nine D or X nine. I don't know where that is. Yeah, that was X nine D. Yeah, X nine D. Yeah, and um, same same molds as the Tyrannus. And I successfully I failed my first attempt of modding it to put the the internal FreeSky little adapter kit in, and because I was following the RC hackers tutorial of how to get the telemetry to the radio and it meant like reassigning pins and soldering jumpers and stuff. Oof. And 
I got it by the time I started Radio C and there was spare broken X9Ds. I picked one of those up and then successfully completed the mod on a new board. But by then I had the Tyrannus. And I still have that radio. And I went back and I uh, cleaned up the mod as well. Redone it with all the silicone wires and short cable runs and everything. So it was like pretty clean. Good work. I was I was interested actually. I got my Tyrannus out. Yeah. And I actually replaced, as I said last week, I replaced the real-time clock battery because I had my mini Talon mix on this. And I found this mix, and for the life of me, I'm like, what, what is this? And if I look at it, it says it is. I'll read you from my mix page. Channel 7. Source of max, which is, is fine. It means when we, we switch a button, we can assign it at something. When SB is up, which is this one, up, it goes to a weight of 56. And I don't know what that is at all. The, the other channels, pretty, pretty, pretty good, because I've got two, two free position switches for doing various modes. But I've got this one thing. is like, if that's up there, then change channel 7 waiting to 56. Don't know what that is. It's kind of like it's, it's not on, it's not off. It's just a little bit past halfway. It's going to be an interesting flight, I think. Going back to old models. Yeah, it's the Eternity 9X. It's not a 9XD. 9XD, oh. I think, is the Tyrannus. Yeah, X9D is Tyrannus. Yeah, sorry, Eternity 9X. Yeah, I had one of those. I put the, um, was it the, the Smarty Parts board? Yeah, so that Yeah, I had, used... I had one of those, so you could actually flash it with, was it ER9X at the time, which was yeah. just before OpenTX, wasn't it? Yeah, so mine has... Open TX, but unfortunately, they like bugs got introduced. So then, when I went to do that same mod for someone, um, the reassigning different switches to the switches didn't work, and mm. yeah, couldn't go back far enough to the working, uh, yeah, nightmare. Yeah, I've still got mine kicking around for some reason. I'm not sure why. But I yeah. used the, I, I did the external mod. It was quite interesting because the, the, the original 9X that I got from Hobby King had like the, the FlySky module, but you couldn't take it out because it had an internal wire up to the antenna. Yeah, they all so did. You had yeah, to like diesel take around. it out and rip these bits out and stuff before you can actually put something back in again. It's Worst. a bit silly. Stupid design. Caroline, what happened with the mini drag? Did you put up a video? What happened? I'm curious. Yeah, I haven't seen I a video yet. The last, I, I saw the one of the, uh, uh, the, the other wing that was a little bit like it, but not that one. Did it come back? Yeah. Ooh, um, I don't know. Did you see? Uh, did you see uh, Bruce's video about the remote ID patrols? I did because I, I replied it? to him. About, yeah, I replied to him about the. Um, I got the same message from YouTube, and it was a bit ambiguous. Where it's really interesting. YouTube sends you a message because great news. We're gonna 
we're going to enhance your advertising by taking all the control away from you. It's like, what now? I know. And I was, I was a bit confused as well because I don't, I don't like mid-rolls and I don't use mid-rolls. So I was like, oh, I don't want mid-rolls going on my ads. And I looked at it and it seems like they're going to – it seemed like it was just pre and post, but it wasn't explicit enough if they were going to do anything about the um, – the mid roll, so he's he's trying to get a response from that, and he said he's got nothing. But I think yeah, he, it was quite interesting. Uh, Bruce's video about our uh, remote ID because he was kind of like, I, I it's unlikely there's going to be like swarms of people out, and it's kind of, I mean, we were just talking about earlier, weren't we? It's like pretty much everybody that flies in this country, unless they're flying at a club, is doing something illegal, wherever it be. Uh, the VTX power is greater than 25 milliwatts or you're flying on your own, which most of us do without a spotter. It's just like, oh, okay, they've just put another bit of illegality in there as well for us with this new remote ID thing. Should should we care or should it just like uh, another thing not to bother with? It's hard to tell, isn't it? The, I was just seeing uh, Caroline's response there saying it sounds like the, the ESC firmly shut down so i guess you still had the back so you could use the the uh the servo so you could at least glide it down somewhere now richard richard warwick makes a good point there because me, me and jack was just talking about this before we came on uh we, we were talking about ofcom ofcom apparently can what was what was the apparent sentence for like going over power and stuff it was like jail time and it's like, I've never heard anybody fined for flying without a spotter, and I've never seen anybody fined by Ofcom for flying over 25 milliwatts. The only people you hear about getting into trouble are the very obvious issues, like drones over live football stadiums, or, oh, I just want to take a picture of my friends flying off on holidays, so I'll follow their jet along, that sort of really stupid bit. Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm waiting for the day, really. I'm just, you know, or, you know, you just get a dickhead cop who just wants to, you know, has got, got a bee in their bonnet and just doesn't like the look of you because, you know, I've experienced that, you know, just... That time have, you got arrested for trying to open your own car door. Yeah, yeah, basically. Well, you do look like a Roman. And no one would believe your car is your car because you look like a clown car trying to get into it. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. You know, I still, you know, I still hear PSs off that. You know that. You know, my name's written down somewhere. Who knows? the The other thing mentioned in that Bruce video, which I uh, picked up on, I tried to do some research on it. I don't know if anybody knows, is about the uh, export regulations from China about drone stuff uh generally uh it's like they wanted to restrict the export of drones their sort of point of view in it is like oh we don't want it being used in wartime but politically china are quite aligned to russia and it could be like oh they don't want ukraine getting hold of the drones to keep blowing up russian stuff and, and that sort of thing but i i, I tried to get hard and fast uh, facts about this doing a you know trying to use google to try and actually pin down the document about what was restricted and i really couldn't find it all i got was 
larger drones capable of carrying a payload and flying a long distance. But it really didn't, it really didn't tell me, you know, a flight controller is going to get export controlled, a smaller DJI drone is going to get controlled. It's, it's all a bit, it's all a bit vague. I wondered if anybody knew any hard and fast facts there, because I can, I couldn't find any. Am I right in thinking that that had been coming in for a long time? You know, yeah, whole... it was. It was announced in um, August, and it came into effect on the first of September, apparently. So it's it's been sort of active for a week now. Uh, but it's just there was nothing I could find which sort of categorizes exactly what the restrictions would entail. Because, you know, it, it'd be a right pain in the ass if it's like every motor and every flight control and stuff. If it's just like, you know, matrices, then you know, don't care. No, no, no. The, the market for that's quite small. But I think as we've seen uh, in Ukraine, they're using quite small drones, both for spotting targets and going their little kamikaze bomb type drone things. Am I right in thinking that, like, they put in a, a a rule where you couldn't do any government stuff with a, a drone that was um, China, of China origin? Yeah, that's in the US. So the the other the other question is is the US and that China are having a kind of a, a bit of a, a, a trade war, if you like, because when when that crazy guy came into power, he basically said, "Oh, China's bad." We've got to stop China. We've got to introduce U.S. coal and stuff. And, oh, and did a um, of... oh, you mean f***ing Trump? Yeah, I don't like to say his name out loud. on top of a what just, is it? Just, just in case he comes be- appears behind me like, like a crazy person. Yeah, you've got, yeah, so, you got to say his name three times. Three times while looking in a mirror, yeah. yeah so he, he sort of brought that in, and it's kind of stayed there. So now... This is fed into, I don't know if it's hysteria or what, but it's like no DJI stuff can be involved in government or military type stuff, which is probably something put about by the sort of US military people trying to get their stuff sold. But I suppose it's it's always a bit of a risk if you don't know exactly the uh, the data going to and from what's going on. If you start up a DJI drone, there is... There is a bunch of packets being sent off over the network somewhere to say something, and we don't know what's going on. But yeah, so so the question is: Is this just like a response uh, to the U.S. versus China in sort of export controls, or is this China sort of saying, "Oh, Russia, our, our pals in Russia don't want us having drones sent off to Ukraine"? There is apparently some some terms and conditions of these which say these these are not military drones and should be not used as such it's like well i don't know i don't think particularly i'm just having a recreational flight and i just happen to have a bomb strapped to the bottom of it you know mm. i mean that, that that was always the argument was that you know like anything can be a weapon if you try hard enough and um you know the, the main problem is you have a bomb, <laughs> you know, not yes. the drone. The, the, the <laughs> problem is not you have a drone. It's like that's dangerous. The problem is you have a bomb, and it, you know you can you can yeah. throw it, you can put it in a van, you can strap it to a dog, as yeah. the, or dolphin as things were in the past, or you can attach it to a drone and, and blow things up that way. 
Yeah. That's the problem. Caroline's saying, I've heard big orders of FCs, etc., will be blocked, which sounds bad because flight controllers have gone up in price as it is, let alone with uh, new export controls coming in. Yeah, I can't so think of anything worse. Well, sooner or later, we're going to have to be sort of like buying the flight controller without the main chip on it and then having to reflow it on ourselves. It'd be like the olden days. I was like, I'll get the KK board out again and we'll. This is like high, high value stuff now. That's yeah. a great big IMUs that stick up like this. Oh, God. Can you imagine going back to that board? It'll be no, like I tried Cuba, it. It was awful. You know, where they're like hacking bloody like appliances, you know, like strapping external motors to st like your washing machine just to get it to work. Or, um, you know, or like making, you know, like a series of resistors that plug in the wall in order to charge people's hearing aids. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you, uh, it's it's a YouTube video. I can't think of what it is, but like, yeah, back in the back in the day when like Cuba was like, uh, sort of like locked, you know, locked away from the the US, and uh, yeah, imports and exports weren't a thing, and like the sort of sort of, you know, making stuff work. All right. I keep seeing, like, things pop up in my timeline, like an Instagram or Facebook, where, like, someone in some country in Africa has made a drone, but it's all made out of cardboard because they've just, like, seen the picture and, like, oh, I'll try and do that. Yeah. So that's, that's probably not going to fly, to be fair. Well, you know, we're going to have to, Marshall McFly is going to have to be, like, um you know, winding motors for us and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm going to be like... You're making like, them from scratch. Yeah, soldering like, uh, flight controllers together for people by hand. Whoa. Yeah. Sometimes. It might, be, it might be good, though, because that means that Dominic Clifton will be, you know, one of the only people who will be able to import large amounts of flight controllers. Because he's not in a, a conflict of interest, uh, you know, place. Yeah, that's it. Your only source of flight controllers will be Dominic with his little pick and place machine, churning out as fast as he can. Yeah, that'd be funny. But at least the OSD will be good. Um, are you up for are you up for chatting to to failsafe for a bit? Sure. I suppose whilst we're waiting for that, the other thing to mention this week is that just like FIFA games, GoPro have deleted the 1.1 and put in 1.2 of the camera, which, as far as I can tell, looks to be the exact same hardware in and your almost the same spec. I can't find anything that says what's different. I reckon they've just changed the software because the resolution's the same or the modes seem the same. They're saying they can get more life out of the battery. Uh, my GoPro let me down again this week, which decided to do about half an hour recording without any sound at all. What? Uh, yeah. I've got completely quiet nothingness. Oh, my God. I've heard nothing but complaints about these new GoPros. They don't work when it's too hot. They don't work when it's too cold. They... No. When I was in Canada last, I turned it on 
and it filmed for nine seconds and then said battery empty. And it's just the fact it was cold. And then you go somewhere else and film and then it overheats within 10 minutes and stops. And my media mod seems to make it crash or not charge the battery or run the battery down. It's, it's a nightmare, which is why I was like, I think I'm just going to buy an Insta360 for my next camera. It's not what I really use on the quad, but I use it for like when I'm out filming stuff. So it's right pain in the ass, generally. Built-in RID chip in it. I don't know. Stumpsy's saying his 10 seems okay. He's like, hey, you haven't used it long enough. How come it's not overheated? What have you been doing with it? Are you just filming it for three minutes at a time? So I've had so many uh, doesn't want to turn on issues, have to take the battery out and put it back together, and then not charging, and then it corrupted a whole memory card. My GoPro 7 was okay. That's what I use if I fly a quad these days. Yeah, the 7 was great, except the gyro date was absolutely god sh- So then you can't use it with the uh, real steady or anything. Not that I would uh-huh. ever really do any of that. No, well, me neither. And the the uh, the in, inbuilt stabilization was good enough for me, I think. But yeah, I but think what happened... Weird, you know, the flickery sort of motioniness. Uh, and you got... I, I generally think that what happened is after the 7 and 8, they kept like saying, oh, look, we can put new features in here, new features in here. But they didn't think about the energy that would take and the overhead on the processor. And they're just like, oh, processor overheated and shut down. Oh, well, it'd probably be okay. And it's just carried on like that. And they just keep introducing more and more features and sort of, let's go higher resolution, let's go higher frame rates, and let's keep the processor exactly the same. And it's just like grinding it into the ground yeah leftover processors i know what did you think of the like the the 11 mini did that do anything for you or you just like meh it's not Uh, not really because it's like oh it's did you ever have a session session, i I had the original session but not this session five so i've still got it the the session it was just called the session back then yeah I, that was fine. I like the the size of it and stuff. Um, and I, I flew it lots. And I had this weird crash where the entire back peeled off and had to get it replaced, which was weird. But, um, yeah, that was, that was a fine camera. But, like, the 11 didn't do anything for me because the, the 11 Mini was heavier than the 7. And I was like, well, that's a bit pointless. It's not really Mini, is it? It's not, like, properly naked. Mm. You know, my, my, my session fires, man, the batteries on them. They're not great. They're not great anymore. Wow. Shame you can't replace them. <laughs> I know. I know. Probably could if I tried hard enough, maybe. But I think I'd end up just destroying them. You know, and I stripped, I stripped my seven down to a naked. And then, you know, like, then I found out the gyro data is actually garbage he couldn't use the the steadiness on it so i was just like no i'm I'm done i'm the same as stubsy stubsy uh he he has his like the latest gopro that's his nice one and then the previous one goes on the quads like he used to be my session uh my gopro hero 4 went on quads 
when I had the session. And then my, now I've got the 10, the 7 going Hello. on. Oh, you can hear me. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, you sound Mad. good, man. Yeah, well, I spent like too much on the microphone. and uh, Yeah, very clear. Hey, damn. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> well done. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Are you watching us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. You do know you're it's on a podcast. I'm most excited anyone's been whilst <laughs> joining LDO before. That's quite impressive. <laughs> that is not Thank you. It makes us yeah. feel better, a bit better. How was, so uh, for anyone listening, this is uh, Failsafe. Failsafe. I refuse to call him by his real name. <laughs> it's Failsafe. That's how we, yeah. we all know you. Um, you went to the FPV Drone Fest. How was it? Yeah, it went so well. Um, it was it just everything happened what needed to happen a few hiccups there and there but i think you know the 60 pilots we had going just absolutely loved it so yeah the the team smashed it, it yeah it, it was so good it went so well favorite moment i think a favorite moment would be um at saturday night in the social area where we just had dean uh halt back heath i don't know if you heard of him but he was doing a dj set and i think oh, that was just amazing uh, there was only really me um there like i was sort of commentating for that because we had a load of whoops we had like a whoop area and then um yeah um i was also sort of helping out in there that's probably the favorite moment uh it did rain on the saturday for a tiny bit we, we did like predict it would rain all day saturday and things like that because the weather wasn't looking great but it only rained for like 30 minutes and then it was all fine so yeah then that went really well so the, the yeah. stuff they had set up, which was pretty cool because it was all sort of, yeah. you know, it, it was a, uh, I want to say paintball, but that was the old-fashioned way. What, what's the, the shooting thing now? It's something else, isn't it? Shoot, it was, airsoft. Yeah, it um, was an airsoft mode, wasn't it? So it had, it had all right. these sort of little, looked like portal cabins and stuff. And it looked like it was quite tight on a five-inch to sort of get through and, and around those things. How did you actually find the, the flying? Yeah, so it was it was proper tight. You're right. Um, th- it was a lot smaller of a site than we had last year. So the site we had last year was at a uh, Clipstone Colliery, um, sort of in the Midlands somewhere. I don't, I don't exact location, somewhere in Cambridge or something. That was the last site. Um, I wasn't heavily involved with that one. I kind of just turned up as a pilot. But um, this time we yeah we're at airsoft site, so it was c- quite a bit tighter than than last year's stuff. But the benefit of that is, is that we had, there wasn't any sort of unreachable places because last year there was plenty of times where people were getting stuck on like massive high buildings. In fact, I lost a drone at the very top of one of the chimney uh, tower things at the very top platform and I wasn't able to get it back. So that was one five inch drone just gone. But um, yeah, it was surprisingly pretty good. There was, you know, I don't think we had that many crashes, but when people did crash, they didn't break, they really didn't break much. They broke props. Because it's all wooden. It's not really concrete or metal or anything they can really break something on. So I don't think many people broke stuff. It was mainly just sort of props. We had around around 600 sets from Gemfan uh, that sent us to sponsor uh, the festival. So, you know, we were just constantly giving away prizes. We had a whole night of where it was just, we literally just spinning a wheel. And then we were just giving away, you know, oh, someone this landed on this person. We just gave away something random like a beta or something, whatever beta or FPV or one of our sponsors sent us. Um, it, we just gave so much away. Like, you know, we're having people winning I was free GoPro Hero 11 minis given away. Um, there was Insta360 there giving away stuff. All the sponsors were, yeah, just, just just constant 
giveaways and stuff like that and challenges. Um, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> so it, it was, looked, yeah. I, I watched a bit of a, a video from, I forgot who it was. Some, I think one of the camera sponsors made a video. And I saw that yes. almost everybody appeared to be on DJI goggles. Was, was there a mix of analog and different uh, digital stuff or was it all pretty much DJI? Yeah, there was quite a lot of digital. There was a fair bit of analog as well, to be honest. A surprised the amount of people that are on analog. You know, it's a very mix of bunch of people. Uh, a couple on walks now as well. And we all pretty much all got along well. Um, there was a slight issue, though, in that I think we had tent, some tent or something. We just kind of misunderstood. We didn't really do a lot of research into the channels because I think one of the tents was getting blown out or some, having problems with O3 or something, one of the channel tents. So we had, like, basically each tent was separated into channels. So we had, you know, channel one, channel two, and that it was about five flight lines, I think. And then we had, the, each of them had around 10, 15 people in them because we had sort of 60 pilots, um, total plus other people as well. Um, yeah, overall, they went really well in terms of channels. I think there was, yeah, like I say, other than that slight hiccup, then I think generally everyone was pretty happy. Uh, yes, Richard Roach has been a chap. R4, that was it. Yeah, that was the tent. I wasn't, I didn't actually fly. I didn't bring a single drone. I was there simply, I was just doing music throughout the whole thing. Like I was <laughs> just constantly trying to figure out what songs to play throughout an entire day for like four days or something or three, four days. And I was trying to mix it up. So it's really difficult to play music all day and like keep it interesting, keep songs that people are going to want to put here. Uh, and that was kind of my sort of goal uh, was the music and the PA. Um, so we were all stepping in where we could, you know, got around, around 12 people as organizers or something. We were all helping out. The flight lines were run really well as well. We had we had people going out there to collect the drones. <laughs> Emotional damage, yes. Yeah, so I bought actually this, this thing right here. Um, this Roadcaster Duo, which I bought. And of course, you can assign buttons and sound effects. So I signed like one of them, which is like emotional damage. In fact, I might be able to play it now. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on there. Classic me. Uh, emotional damage. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit know. loud. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of uh, was one of the sound effects. <laughs> we were just constantly playing, and we had like a f air horn as well, which I was playing. And like, for example, when we did a challenge and uh, someone just crashed or something, I would just be <laughs> just pressing that button. It was so fun. We had this. Um, youngest pilot there, um, Ethan FPV. I think he's only like eight, and he was absolutely, just absolutely insane. The things that you know, just he can do is just ridiculous. And he was there just with me, pretty much, um, put, constantly wanting to push the buttons like, on the thing. <laughs> just constantly letting off sound effects. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was really good. I can't be easy playing music all day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I had, I had my watch on and I did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing headphones too, but it's probably not cranked up as much. Um, but um, yeah, it was really hard. Like the one thing, the one thing you've got to do is just just keep it interesting all day. And uh, yeah, playing all that music all day was just a lot of work, surprisingly. Uh, I did like 20, I think I did like 25,000 steps one day, just like pacing around like <laughs> behind the mixing desk. <laughs> the amount of stuff I did. But um, yeah, that, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, you like didn't just go to Spotify like FPV. I did. Play your yeah. and like rinse. The issue with it as well was Spotify and my data signal. I'm I was with uh, Vodafone. I just actually switched to EE because of how bad it was that weekend. I literally got no signal at all um, throughout the festival location, and every, everyone else could. 
So I was the one, you know, I had my phone connected. Vodafone's were one of the best back in the day. Supposedly, what? yeah. Um, it just but yeah, depends on the area. No it's, it can it does. be so flaky, yeah. And there's someone else on Vodafone who actually was hotspotting off of to play the music, and it, they were fine. So, yeah, it must, I don't know if it's my phone or whatever, but um, yeah, it, it's the fact that we didn't have much like, data signal, and luckily it, we what we did was before the festival, we sort of put them on the FPV Drone Fest Facebook group, you know, we created a playlist on Spotify, um, put all your songs in there, which you want to go on, uh, you know, want to be played at the festival, and basically just set that playlist off um, on, on on shuffle, just playing all the songs from there. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I mainly did. And then I put in, because there were some random songs in there, like someone added like SpongeBob SquarePants and all this stuff into it. I was like, okay, maybe not play that. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but yeah, there, there was some random stuff in there, but we tried to mix it up as well. We had like, you know, a whole section. It was like, thinking, it's just catering for that wide audience as well. So we had a whole section. I was like, look, um, there's this guy next to me called, I think, Ed, who came, who's quite into metal. And I was like, okay, look, you can, can you take control of the music for like, you know, 20 minutes? Let's have a 20 minute session of just metal. And uh, it went really well because it just, you just catered for so many different people, um, what they're into. This is what I think went so well about it. Um, yeah, the music think- went really well. That's 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 a good question actually for the just for the chat here and and for you Fal. So do people listen to music while they fly? I know a lot of freestyle pilots tend to do this to get into the groove. I have I have always been completely silent in in my ears yeah. in, in terms of me flying around. What, what what about the rest of you guys? Oh, um, we like well when we go out in groups, we do have you know occasional Bluetooth speaker just playing random you know songs that people like, and I, I think it is a nice thing to have music when you're flying because it. You kind of, in some songs as well, particularly, you know, you can kind of fly to the song, uh, which is really cool. And it, it just helps you get, you know, just, oh, I just see Caroline's putting the chat. No, I'm concentrating too much. Yeah, there's that side of it as well. But I feel, I quite like it. Um, but I do find it can be a bit distracting, like particularly if, you've, you know, if you're flying some location and, you know, there's people walking around the bando as well and you, you need to hear your surroundings, um, then it's not great. But uh, then again, if you've got a Bluetooth speaker or something, then that's more than fine. Um, but yeah, I think definitely, definitely. It can drown out the screams. I think that's uh, can only be a good thing. But yeah, it's it's like for people that exercise yeah. or run, uh, that often you you go with a very specific BPM to keep your your running beat to. And I don't know how that transfers yeah. into FPV. It's like I've got to keep looping or <laughs> rolling <laughs> on the beat, 120 BPM, just like constantly uh, going around. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. I um uh randomly speaking of of music I w- walked past someone was like nice shirt they had the uh, you know the beat ribbon bunny ah oh, uh, t-shirt you know the PS1 game curry that you like beat ribbon ribbon oh vib ribbon yeah oh nice yeah then I was like oh vib- yeah vib ribbon <laughs> Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, and he was like, the first person, he's like, mate, you're the first person that's ever, like, known what that is. 
And I was like, yeah. I felt bad because I, I obviously I don't play it. I know it from you. To learn behavior. You should play yeah. it. It's good. Yeah. Well, I would, I'd be. But yeah, I, I, I've got the um, little uh, Bluetooth speaker that I carry around with me um, yeah. when, when flying. And I obviously had, it's a bit dated uh, regarding the music because it was all kind of like, bit sort of like open, like royalty free, but sort of dubstep-ish from... Um, you know, like flight videos and stuff, and back when like Rotor Riot was good and stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, we were obviously like playing all that sort of stuff on the early days of the on the Thursday night show back when LDO first mm-hmm. started. So I don't know whether I mean Failsafe probably wasn't even born then, and <laughs> Curry definitely hadn't joined <laughs> us by then. I don't know whether you tuned in to listen to any of that. Back in the day, I hadn't heard of you since you sent me that bizarre email. Oh, oh the badly written email. <laughs> yeah. It worked though. It worked. Hang on, I will be back. Curry, cover for me. <laughs> I will carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, is that? Am I right in thinking that's the idea? Is to use that site again for next year? We are considering it. Yes, um, there's something we're considering. Um, it was. It did work really well. We did have. You know, we had a camping area. It, it was quite well set up in, in that we, ha- you know, we had proper toilets this year. Like last year, the toilets were just horrendous. Like we had two things and they were, yeah. Anyways, you get the picture. Um, but yeah, there was, we had, we had showers built as well by members of the team. Because basically that was probably last year when we had one shower. So we kind of improved upon that in next this year. Uh, so we had two showers. We, we spent a bit of money out of the budget to build. Um, and some of our awesome team uh, that is Mamba FPV and Chase FPV. Um, they're both carpenters. So they both built showers for the, the event. Um, that, those worked out quite well. Um, so yeah, the, the, felici- the facilities uh, there were, were really good. We had um, also food as well. Um, yeah, we had food there. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely things we can improve on, like bigger camping area, because we, we kind of um, had these like we were all based in the woods basically we were camping in the woods where you know there was trees everywhere and it wasn't particularly great some of the areas for camping but that's something we're looking to improve on next year and we're already sort of going through the feedback and figuring out how we can improve it And but yeah I think we potentially will be back next year but I, that's not confirmed yet but we are going to be looking to um, um, starting to arrange the next festival because yeah th- th- this one's been a huge success Um you know, you've got so much, much positive feedback from it. Um, That's yeah. cool. So I think the culinary was a sort of epic site, but not so good if you can't recover things from it and uh, they, they break a lot, fortunately. Um, yeah. Every drone, no, we didn't lose any drones this year at all, I don't think. Um, so in terms of recovery, it was good. Um, but and it did work quite well, yeah. I, I don't think that was much of an issue, especially compared to last year. That was definitely mm. definitely better. Um, but I think next year what we're planning on doing is sort of helping out in terms of the spectators, the spectator part of it, because we didn't really have any screens for spectators to watch. You know, it was all sort of watching as it live. So that's actually something um, perhaps speak to Cerberus, actually, who's in the chat about um, potentially looking into ways we can sort of promote or stream it or because i know there's certain regulations in in streaming like 
I'm pretty sure you have to have a license or something to stream video from an event. I might be wrong, but yeah, we're, we're going to be hopefully looking into that next year and, and maybe having an outdoor display as well. So having it so we can, you know, spectators can actually properly see people's live feeds on this massive outdoor display. I think that'd be really cool. It's something we need to look into. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe that's potentially cool. have some races next year as well. But um, that's just an idea. Perhaps you yeah. have to be uh, from live DJ to live uh, AV <laughs> mixer. The, the only <laughs> thing is, I think it's. I think watching people stream is pretty good, but to sort of really get the um, the sort of essence of the, the whole thing, I think things have to be quite quite carefully cut together, don't they? In, the, in these sort of yeah. the, the programs on TV, it's like very very much pre-recorded, and then let's cut this to make the angles exciting. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. at least when it's not ra- uh, racing, people can see what's happening. Because if you, a member of the public sees the average race and they're just seeing, <laughs> just going, yeah. what, what's going on? <laughs> Who's winning? <laughs> Who's in the lead? I don't understand. It's just seeing uh, bizarre yeah. stuff. At least with freestyle, it's a bit more like, oh, they can't possibly fit through that gap. Oh my god, they're going for. Oh, they can't. <laughs> sort of but thing. yeah, it's, it was the whole thing was a massive success. You know, we got. Um, all the authorization to do it, we did it properly. Um, we got uh, BMFA authorization and regulation, and, you know, stuff like that to do it. Um, we didn't like this whole thing, you know. Um, it was about I think the pilot tickets we sold out like in the first day, which is just ridiculous. You know, sixty pilot tickets. These were out. I think we did, did an early bird sale, so there were about one hundred thirty quid each, and they all sold out in a day, which is quite surprised us to be honest. We we're all kind of hyped up about that. But the important thing is as well, we're not like. We're doing this for the community. We're doing this for the hobby. We're not here to make any money at all. None of us have made any money uh, from this. And any any money we're making is going back into the next year's festivals, make it bigger and better and sort of prove upon that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's something I wanted to put across. But, um, yeah, so Russ, I'll definitely, I'll definitely hit you up for next year because that'd be, you'd be awesome to get on the team with, uh, on our team. Um, I'll see only speak to other guys, but yeah, um, helping out in that way, getting stream, do some streaming. That'd be really cool. I think so that just other people that didn't make it can, can, uh, can watch. Cause I think we're kind of limited to the amount of pilots. We can actually have spectating, uh, oh, sorry, flying, you know, you, you know, can you have so many people up at the air at once? And, um, it's difficult as well because, you know, if you're paying whatever for a ticket, you kind of want to have as much flight time. We want to get as many people flying up in the air as possible and getting as many packs through as possible just to make it worth it for sort of flying. Um, so, you know, if we have like, say, 120 people, for example, then it's just going to be even less flight time for people. So I think 60 was a good number of pilots. It's, it's nicely organized. Uh, back, in, back in the olden days, about 10 years ago, when we used to do meets, we, we topped it out at 12 to 15 people. And we, we maybe got five or six people in the air flying at a time. And that was only because yeah. we mixed up people flying on 5.8 and 1.2 and, and 2.4. So to have yeah. groups of people that were all in and like, I'm an R4 and I'm on R1 or whatever. And just like, it's your turn to go is, is a, a really nice idea of, of uh, getting everybody maximized their flight time. I, I, I like yeah. that. I think that's a nice organization. As you say, you double up the number of people, it means you half the flight time. So it, it, it does yeah. have a, a ceiling limit there. Of, and of also, what can be done. yeah, all the, you know, all the facilities as well, the park, car parking area as well, you know, we were already, we had a day where we were like asking people, I think some people didn't park really in the right place and they were kind of blocking everyone. But, you know, in terms of that actual parking and stuff as well, that was somewhat an issue some in some cases because 
that we only had like a, a car park and everyone was, you know, of course, everyone was wanting to bring their sort of camper vans and everything. And um, that, you know, if we have more people and that's going to put more pressure on that, on that side of thing. Um, but yeah, like overall, I think that was a really a sweet, uh, 60 is like a nice sweet spot, I think. Um, maybe potentially a few more, but yeah, that was a good number for us, I think, for that. Yeah, as you're saying, it'd be cool if you can get, um, uh, because, you know, spectators that come in the cars that the, the pilots come in aren't, don't add any extra pressure apart from perhaps toilets and showers. But yeah, yeah. If, you get them, if you can get them interested in, in having things to, to watch, that's, and to, that's yeah, always to watch, fantastic to as watch well. And to do as well, yeah, to do so sort of activities, get them sort of more involved in, in flying, you know, having... We did have a whoop area. Um, which is uh, Mamba's, it's called Mamba's Madness, which was in the forest. And we had a dedicated newbie drone uh, help sponsor that. They had like what was sort of gates and, and stuff like that to set up a whoop area. And that worked really well. I wasn't there for most of that, but yeah, I think that, that was a really cool thing to have. And we had people flying whoops at the same time as flight lines because obviously we're in the, whoop, uh, in the woods and it didn't really interfere much with the flight lines. We could still have them up at once, I think, is what we did. Or we had them up on one channel, I think, which weren't being used. But yeah, getting pe- more people into the hobby, I think that's, that's, that's going to be the goal. What's um, people even saying in the chat? Uh, out of curiosity, how many drones did you take and what type mainly? I guess you're asking me that question. Um, I, d- as in to drone fest or just in general? Like, I didn't take any drones to drone fest because I had, like, in our car, we had all the PA equipment to bring as well. We had my parents going to stay at my grandparents' house in, in Birmingham. Um, so we didn't really have much space in the car to to bring anything else. I didn't space, I just didn't bring my FPV gear because I was I just knew I'd be doing festival stuff. So I didn't fly at all. But did, in terms of when did I did you actually, feel you missed out on it? Did you like? Oh, um, I, I could fly no, that. That'd I would like. Good. Well, we had a we had um a couple of weeks ago before the festival. We had like a uh a sort of all the organisers went down a week early to suit promo stuff. So we had a week of flying, and I did get. a I've got a video out on my Instagram uh, flying the drone fest site. So I've already kind of already flown it as well. So it wasn't too big of a deal. Like if I hadn't flown it at all, then yeah, I probably would have bought my drones. But um, yeah, that like I wasn't too bothered to be honest because I knew I just had a, I was already busy enough doing what I need, you know, what I was doing. I had like, I was doing obviously the DJ stuff, but also I was sort of helping out with the content as well, doing some filming um, and taking pictures. So I was, I was kind of quite busy with that. But yeah, I usually take around two drones usually i went on the croatia trip which is a couple of months back i took around f- yeah three drones and he broke i think he broke two of them uh, one was left all good <laughs> but yeah it's usually around three or two um but I, my drones at the minute are kind of in a quiet state because i haven't really recovered from since, croatia yeah that, that and also just the, the less the such less time i've got now i'm working because you know when i come home from work it's just all pretty much pitch black outside or you know it's i'm just t- quite tired and don't really want to do anything so yeah it's definitely like you know it's a, in terms of my involvement with the hobby and things it's definitely since i got a job it's a bit annoying but yeah <laughs> oh it's hypo in the chat hello hypo <laughs> what a legend yeah I don't, I don't i don't know if i can talk a bit about croatia for a bit i don't know <laughs> yeah man but yeah um Croatia trip. Well, you guys actually, we were doing a um, podcast, didn't we? Uh, with all of us in Croatia, with Stephen there. And uh, I think everyone had an amazing time. In fact, Hypo was one of the pilots that came as well. And it was, yeah, it was so good. We we went, 
on a full road trip to from um, UK to Croatia. So we went through Germany. We went first for the Netherlands, then uh, no Belgium, then Netherlands, then Austria, and then Croatia. And it, yeah, it's like Fico said, it was so good. Um, yeah, I, I wish I wish we could stay there longer. Um, it's particularly in the Alps. This is an absolutely beautiful place. Um, and I wish I would have bought a long range drone for that. If you go into the Alps, make sure you bring a long range drone. <laughs> Um, cause there's, yeah, there's so much you can do, but, um, I mean, building it, something bespoke, like designed just for that job though. Oh yeah. Oh, and something. Yeah, you do. To be honest, it's the, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, we met up with Philip and now I don't know if you guys have seen the Lego build video that Firecheck or Philip Redelic's done. He's basically done a stop motion animation of these Lego figures building like, um, a Superfly drone and it is the best build video you'll ever see i'll have to share it with you guys um to potentially play but yeah it's he spent like a whole year doing it and uh i'll, I'll send you a link yeah philip's one of the guys is in croatia and he's sort of our tour guide i guess he showed us around all the spots he went he helped us out last year as well um there we go send you in the chat uh, dominic clifton says i learned to fly in the alps I built my Acro Disco there. Oh. Acro Disco. Are we talking about the Disco Quad, the TBS big yeah. thing that had the 450? Um, and yeah, that was an Acro one. Flex in it, oh, yeah. Man. And he was like, <laughs> that like to play Acro? Flipping <laughs> that, like anything. It was crazy. Check this out. So here we can kind of see motion. a stop motion animation of Philip uh, building a Superfly drone. And there's all these. These Lego figures that he's... It's just, it's just amazing. Um, yeah, they're painting they're the painting, edges of the car. Burner. Painting the edge of the quad. Assembling the air unit. Unboxing the motors. There's Yoda using the force and everything. Look at this. He's using the lightsabers on the back. Chopping the wires, look. You also, you also uses the lightsaber to solder as well. Oh, genius. Oh, the edges what was of the carbon that? as well. Was, am I right in thinking this is incredible? By the way, am I right in thinking that was a uh, Sky Stars ESE? Uh, I think it's a T motor one actually. Pace, yeah. Look at that. Watch this. He's using using even using the lightsaber as a solder. Oh, <laughs> the attention to detail. Uh, look, chopping the wires. Uh, <laughs> so good. One by one. <laughs> Oh man, this guy had too much time in his hands. <laughs> Mate, that would drive me insane. Trying to do that bit by bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. Oh, and C3PO sweeping away the excess wires. This is amazing. <laughs> this is so good. Remind me, I'll have to add the, the the link to that in the show notes. I'm going to see if I can get him in the chat now so we can provide you a comment. So this is this is the, one of the bandos we went to in Croatia. It's, um, it's called the Mega, we call it the Mega Bando. It's basically a half-built hospital in Zagreb. So you'll see in a minute. Mute, mute the audio, man. Oh, yeah, we're going to get copyright, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the Mega Bando you'll see here. He's flying that. Um, Oh yes, this is one where Stephen just went down the corridor. Down the corridor, for a long, yeah. Long time. Yeah. 
Did he make it to the end of the corridor without losing video? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do that. Um, obviously, you got to keep your, your goggles parallel with the corridor. So any sort of offset you have with it, or if you know, if you to one side, yeah. you're just going to have the signal block. But yeah, yeah, you can easily make it throughout. Um, as long as you're sort of in a straight line. This is crazy. That is some hardcore yeah. flying. Oh. It's going to say, please yeah. tell me, close. after doing all of that, that wasn't the quad that he crashed. I think it was. I think he put a comment in the chat the other day, actually, saying um, how, oh, you know, he's just built a superfly and he's now, you know, it's all just completely, well, you so, know, yeah, bashed in. A bit. Bashed Aww. up, yeah. Is another spot called, we call it Pillar Paradise. It's another one in Croatia. Yeah. Just an absolutely insane spot. Very geometric. Swanny Bean asks you a question, Gary Kitten. Have I you... just answered. Oh, did, oh, did you? Yeah, just to explain, <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a cartridge for the Vectrex you can get where it will use the Vectrex screen up here, so a proper vector screen, and the cartridge itself will emulate uh, a Star Wars arcade machine, but using the actual vectors of the Vectrex screen to do it that way, which looks pretty amazing, oh, wow. although albeit in a single, single color, but uh, pretty nice. Did you manage to get the snares up and running without going too much off topic? Uh, I've got the new snares running and I just got a new RGB cable for it, but I have to fix the old one and I'm using the fix of the old one to decide if I can mod the new one because the newer one is a single chip version, which is uh, a lot nicer video. Uh, but I don't want to screw it up by modding it incorrectly, so I'll, I'll go back and try and mod the other one first. Aww. Fix it. Have you got it up and running? Yeah, the, the new one's running, but it's only running in 50 hertz, so I haven't done the the 60 hertz mod on it. The old one, no, I still need to go back and solder. Mm. I ordered um, the American director's cut, and they sent it, and they put blue painter's tape to hold the disc in, and as <sighs> I peeled it off, um, so, yeah, spent quite a bit on... Uh, buying this disc and as you can see I peeled it ever so carefully but that last that last little bit no. just tore the silk oh, screen wow. off it look at what that <sighs> everybody knows in order to hold a disc in tissue paper then yeah. close it that keeps it in yeah like, unfortunately that's all pretty much we, we've got time for um, we're it's been great. It's been lovely catching you up with you, DJ FPV Failsafes of the <laughs> FPV yeah, world. Great to join. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, stick with us until after the show. Make sure your all your audio is uploaded. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you to everyone who was live in the chat. We're live every Thursday. Uh, eight, uh, uh, yeah, eight p.m. Yeah, to eight. nine p.m. Uh, you've been joined by everyone's favorite Curry Kitten. Goodbye. Um, failsafe FBV. Bye. <laughs> and I've been bright until I fly. You've been listening to Let's Show now. Thank you to all our lovely sponsors who support us on Patreon. You guys rule. And uh, next week, hopefully, we can get a uh, bonus pod on the way. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.